British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, New Brunswick, P.I., Nova Scotia, then we end in Newfoundland. But first, Saskatchewan. Hi, Leah. Hi. How are you? How am I? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. How, uh, so you are, tell us where you are. Where am I? I am in Swift Current, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan! Oh, Saskatchewan. What? Yeah. Yogum. Amazing. That's right. It is so pretty your cool. Third, your third province. This is my third province, and it's my first unknown-to-me province. So I've been to BC before. I've been to Alberta before. I've never been to Saskatchewan. Fabulous. Yeah. What do you think so far? <laughs> so far, great. Okay. Uh, let's see. It's not as flat as I thought because okay. nothing is ever as flat as people say when you're on a bicycle. Um, and I'm not bored, as everybody oh. said I would be. And it's very beautiful. And it's incredibly rural. There hmm. is not a lot going on over here at all. Uh, so you have been riding with someone. I have. So um, I left the Rockies and got into Calgary, visited some friends, and then I left Calgary and things got a lot, started to get a lot flatter. And I think it was my second day outside of Calgary. So I had left Strathmore, um, just east of Calgary, and I was headed to, I want to say it was Brooks, uh, in, in, in Alberta. Um, I think that's the, the city I went to. Um, and so I was riding along. I took a detour to like check out a museum that didn't end up being in that town. And I came back to the Trans Canada and I saw a cyclist whiz, whizzing by on the TC and I couldn't believe it because this is like a rarity. Uh, it seems everybody always keeps saying whenever they see me coming in somewhere, they're like, Oh my gosh, there's so many of you out on the road. And I'm like, where? Where are the cyclists? I don't know what you're talking about. So when I saw a cyclist, I didn't, at first, I didn't know if it was a guy or a girl. I just saw the cyclist just taken off down the Trans Canada and I like freaked out and I jumped on my bike and I took off after him. And, um, if it hadn't been for the fact that he stopped to eat a banana, I would have never been able to catch up because he's so much faster than I. But, uh, in any case, uh, I met Sasha. He is German. He lives in Washington State, but he is from Germany. And um, so we just kind of started riding together that day. We were headed to the same campsite. And I didn't expect to keep riding with him because he is much faster than me and I'm slowing him down. But he keeps waiting for me. <laughs> and uh, he seems to be keen on staying where I'm staying. And now we share a campsite, which means it's cheaper, which is great. And uh, he's super nice and cool, and we get along, so it's good. 
I would imagine he's happy to have the company. I guess so. It must be that because I'm sure it's not about enjoying waiting for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it just is proof that you are just really good company. Thank you. There you go. Well, you're a little biased, though. So I'm very, I'm very biased. Yes, you are. Anyway, um, yeah. So, well, good. It sounds, it sounds like um, it's working out for both you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I had to go with that. Good. So I'm sure when you meet people on the road, mm-hmm. uh, you know, civilians, people who aren't as badass as you, um, I'm sure you get this question a lot. Uh-huh. And um, that question being, so why are you doing this trip? You are right. I get that question a lot. I get it a lot, but I especially get it from kids. Um, and it is a good question because <laughs> sometimes I wonder myself. Um, no, I, you know, it, it kind of just depends on the day, uh, what the answer to that question might be. But ultimately, the reason why I wanted to cycle across Canada, uh, stems from the fact that I am from Canada. I've always enjoyed traveling, and when I travel, I feel I am representing my country, but I always felt weird about that because I've only been through four provinces, and how can I represent Canada when I don't really know Canada? I only know my the bubble in which I live, and which I lived past tense because now I'm in the States, so that's even more of a reason to know Canada because... It's just been so long. So I think, you know, in in large part, I've just missed being in Canada. And this is a really great way to see it because when you're doing a road trip, you're still zooming through and you don't really get to take things in. And um, and I've always loved cycling. And somewhere along the line, the idea of cycle touring uh, became a very fun, adventurous idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and also like when you're a kid in Canada, you learn about uh, a guy named Terry Fox. He ran or he, his mission was to, or his, his self-appointed mission was to ride, or I'm sorry, was to run across Canada uh, to raise money and awareness for cancer as he was a cancer survivor himself. And so um, it ended tragically, though, because he, as as he was um, running and building up enthusiasm across the country, he discovered that he had um, he had had a leg amputated from the cancer, mm-hmm. and then they discovered the cancer was in it had had spread to the rest of his body and. And he ultimately died. So he never finished the trip. But he's always been uh, remembered as a national hero. And I think part of that has always been a very inspiring story to me. I didn't realize that he didn't finish the trip. No, he didn't. Hmm. Wow. Um, So you have not, I mean, I know the answer to this question, but you have not been cyclotouring for very long. In fact, oh. um, I think you did maybe three trips before, like overnight trips, um, mm-hmm. before 
taking on this trip. What, how long have you been preparing for this trip? Well, it's been a few years in the making, aside from dreaming about it. Uh, I think for me, the turning point was when we did the age ride together um, two years ago. Yeah, age life cycle. Age life cycle. Yeah, from San Francisco to L.A. And it's a fully supported ride. You are sleeping in tents, but you're not carrying your own gear, and they are making your food for you and, uh, you know, closing down the, the streets for you at times, and, you know, you're super sheltered. It's like glamour bike touring, if you will. <laughs> right. But for me, very that glamorous. was my way. <laughs> yeah, very glamorous. Uh, tons of fun. But for me, it was it was a good way to sort of gauge how do I like being on a bicycle all day, every day for a week. And we rode 545 miles in that week. So um, <clears throat> when it came back or when we finished, I don't know if you remember, but you were done. You were tired and you would had a great time, but like you wanted to just lie down and I wanted to keep going. I and that was a pretty good that was pretty good for me to say, all right, no, I'm, I'm into this. I had, I could do longer than a week. Let's try four months. <laughs> um, but it was, it was from then there that I, that I started prepping and I watched a lot of documentaries. I read books. I bought the gear. Um, and I had really wanted to ride more. I think I wanted to take a week long trip basically for five days at least. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but that didn't end up working out. I just couldn't get it together. I, uh, between work and prepping for the, the trip itself, I just couldn't yeah. take that kind of time. So instead, <clears throat> you're right. I took three trips. I took, uh, my first two were to the coast, to campgrounds along the coast, which were 50 miles away from our house. Right, which um, we, we're in, we live in Los Angeles, so we're talking about the West Coast. Yes, yes. Uh, they were out near Malibu, these campgrounds, and so it was a nice little, like, all right, ride 50 miles through the Santa Monica Mountains and then, you know, out to the, the Pacific Ocean, camp there for the night, and then ride home. And I did that twice, and each time I couldn't finish it because of mechanical issues. The first day of the first one failed miserably so you drove me to the campground and then I was able to drive uh, to ride home through the Santa Monica Mountains the next day and then the following weekend I made it to the campsite and that was great and then the following day I got I broke a spoke so I had to change my route from going through the, the mountains instead I went to Santa Monica and got my wheel fixed and then rode home from there so it still worked out but um, and then the third third trip, I um, rode into the Angeles Forest, where uh, for two days I climbed, and then the third day I descended and returned home. Uh, so it was two nights and three days of riding and camping, and that was kind of my last sort of, let me make sure all my gear works. So there wasn't a lot of cycle training um, because there just wasn't enough time. I should have been riding every day, but I didn't. 
everybody says the ultimate training is the ride itself, and they're totally right. You know, you just you just do what you can. Would you say that uh, there's a lot of? I mean, obviously, it's very physical. You're you're working your butt off every day. Mm-hmm. But how much how much of this is mental? How much is getting through the day is mental? I think it's 80% mental. I think that's really the, the training at hand is the mental aspects of it. And from and if we take that into consideration, then I've been training for this for years. Yeah. Because for me, I've had some hard rides um, over the last. 10, 15 years, I've had rides that just really surprised me that I was able to get through it all. And each time I have a challenging ride, I get mentally stronger. Right. And, you know, to 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 finish a ride when you're struggling the whole way and somehow you're able to dig really deep and finish, it just makes you more capable of, of of facing the next challenge. And so like today, for instance, yeah, it gives you confidence and you just sort of like are able to talk yourself through things better. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just like the idea of like, it's all right, you know, everything's fine, you can do this. Let's Let's go a couple more miles and then we'll stop and give yourself a break or something, you know. Stuff like that, you just kind of know how to talk, as as opposed to just saying, I can't do this, this is impossible, I still have 60 more miles to do today and I'm exhausted. Well, it's like, all right, well, don't worry about the 60, just do five and then take a break. And that just kind of comes with experience and and knowing your body and all that kind of stuff. So like today, we rode uh, about 83 miles. And some of it was tailwind, and it was awesome, but I started off the day being really tired, and my legs felt mushy, and I just, it just didn't feel right today. And and uh, and then when we didn't have a tailwind, we had a pretty gnarly sidewind, which isn't a headwind, but it's not fun. It's like you're trying to walk down the street, and somebody is just pushing you to the curb the whole time. You can still walk. It's just really frustrating as opposed to somebody standing in front of you and pushing your head back. Like that's, you can't just, you just can't move. Um, but today it was a sidewind and it just, it sapped my energy, the, my waning energy mm-hmm. even more. Um, but that's okay. It's just like, all right, so go slow. Like my only frustration was that I couldn't keep up with Sasha. But, um, again, he was patient, so. And you've been, I think you just said, you've been, when I said that you, you know, you don't have a lot of experience touring, uh, you've been a cyclist for how many years? Uh, since I was four. Okay. So I, you've, <laughs> you've had a lot of experience on a bike. Well, I've, I rode a bike as a kid all the time, you know, but the way kids do, I would go for bike rides, but I never, I was never serious about it, um, until, well, I was never serious about it. I'm still not serious about it. It's just well, fun, but, um, like maybe 2000 and, uh, I want to say five, I did my first century with team and training. 
um, as we raised money for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, they showed me how to be uh, how to ride uh, for endurance, and that was really fantastic. And I returned for several more seasons with them, and so that's when I started riding longer distances because the century is a hundred miles, and so you really need to know how to uh, hydrate and. Uh, eat for these these events and how to pace yourself and how to train for it and all that kind of stuff. So that got me from riding, say, 15 miles and saying, like, that was fun to riding 100 miles and saying that was awesome. So where are you guys headed tomorrow? Uh, good question. I think the town is called Mortlock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saskatchewan, it's basically we're going to be in the middle of nowhere, which is why I think we have, it's supposed to be a 90-day ride tomorrow, or yeah. I'm sorry, 90-mile day tomorrow, right. and I think it's just because I couldn't find other campsites, but I have a feeling there will be other campsites. Um, so we'll see how that goes, because I don't know that I'm going to be able to do 90 after a day like today. Maybe I can. Who knows? Maybe I'll surprise myself. Hey, you want to hear a quick story? I do. I got my first flat today. Really? How'd that go? Uh, fine. Uh, we had ridden about mm, 58 or so, or so miles at that point, and uh, I hit a rock. And it felt really hard, like ooh, that, like I hit that rock really badly. It wasn't just a bump; it was like, like a gentle slam. <laughs> and I looked down, and I was like, "Oh crap!" My rear tire was getting close to flat. So I pulled over. We took, we rolled my bike through the, the tall Saskatchewan grass to <laughs> the edge of a farm field. Uh, just away from the traffic and proceeded to change the tube and Sasha was able to figure out where the hole was and it's a good thing because there was basically a staple in my tire so had he not found the hole in the tube I had checked the tire and I I missed this tiny tiny little staple basically uh, for any new cyclists out there, um, uh, tractor trailer tires have many staples in them. So when a tire blows and you see those shreds of tires on the side of a highway, those should never be ridden over. Not that I did, um, but they have these tiny little wire slash staples in the tires. And so it was just a tiny shard of that that had gotten into my tire and punctured my tube. So I didn't realize I that. that out. That's great. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Hmm. Yeah, so uh that was fun doing a little tire clinic. It's not bad for your first one though. I know, it's my third province. So yeah, it's not too shabby at all. Exactly. <laughs> well let's hope that's the last one. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I know that you are exhausted. I really am. Um, yeah. But thank you for taking the time to talk. Um, of course. 
and uh, we will catch up with you soon. So stay Friday and keep on spinning. Okay. And uh, yeah. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Kat. Thanks, Leah. To learn more about Leah and her journey, you can go to leahcyclingsolo.com. You can also follow Leah on Instagram at leahcyclingsolo. Hey, guess what, kids? We're on iTunes now. So if you do have the iTunes podcast app on your phone, you can go there, search Leah Cycling Solo, and you can subscribe to this podcast, and that way they just magically appear on your phone every week. How about that? But they are still available on her website, uh, Leah Cycling Solo, so don't worry about that. To find out more information about the Terry Fox Foundation and Terry Fox's story, you can go to terryfox.org. To find out more about the AIDS life cycle, you can go to aidslifecycle.org. And Team in Training, you want some more information? Go to teamintraining.org. AIDS Life Cycle and Team in Training are two great organizations I've had experience with both. I've done two AIDS life cycle rides, and I've done several events with team and training. And if you think you're out there and you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to Leah tell about her ride, and you're thinking, you know, there's no way I could ever do that, I promise you there is a way you can. I uh, am by no means what you would call in shape. Uh, But thanks to these two organizations, I've had some incredible adventures and met some really amazing people. So trust me, if I can do it, you can totally do it. Do you have a question for Leah or a comment? You can send your questions and comments to leahcyclingsolopodcast at gmail.com. And we'll read your questions on the podcast. Amazing. Thanks for listening.